welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you, so send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today we have a guest. His name is Deacon Matthew Halbeck, and he is an active deacon an author, a speaker, and he's also the director of deacon formation for the Diocese of Des Moines, Iowa. He's the father of six children, and he also has co-founded a beautiful ministry with his wife, Stacy, called Jump In Catholic Family Ministry. Other than that, he's not doing much. <laughs> My right. gosh, it's kind of like a whole lot. Yeah. But that's the way it is, right? When you're in love with the Lord, it's kind of like, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. But today we're going to be discussing his book today and tomorrow that they saw through God's eyes, an invitation from Mary and the saints. And it's a beautiful little book, and you might want to, you know, if you watched our show on Monday, we were talking about things that you might want to do on your Lenten journey. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And you too can have a journey with the saints through God's eyes. I think it's really good for the season of Lent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've, I know, he's got about 14 saints in here, how they saw with, you know, the eyes of the Lord, they saw through God's eyes. I only got to read about eight or nine of them, so I'm going to continue mm -hmm. that. Strongly recommend that for the season of Lent. Yeah. Well, Matt's a very busy man, and he's going to tell us his story, his reversion story. Um, he has a set of twins. His oldest child is 16, and the youngest go down to five. So you know that he and his wife, Stacy are just busy, but busy doing good things for God. And that's the most important thing, just saying, here I am, Lord, use me. And I think for show one, we're going to spend a good bit of time just getting to know Deacon Matthew. Mm -hmm. And he and his wife do go out various places if you want to invite them to share about the things of the Lord, the sanctity of marriage and the family. And of course, we know that he's a deacon, but he's training deacons in his diocese. Mm -hmm. He's training deacons all over the country. He's training people in catechetical teachings and formats and so on. And uh, he's a busy guy, but with holy busyness yes. for the Lord. He's making the most out of his time in his life. So plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, today we have Deacon Matthew Halbach with us, and he is an active deacon, an author, a speaker, and he's the director of deacon formation for the Diocese of Des Moines, Iowa. He's the father of six children, and he has also co-founded a beautiful ministry with his wife, Stacy, called Jump In Catholic Family Ministry. So you could go to his website and see what they're all about. But we're going to be talking about a book that he's authored, and it's called see, They Saw Through God's Eyes, An Invitation from Mary and the Saints. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. But Matt, we are excited to have you, and we want our family to learn who you are. And so first we want you to tell our family your 
reversion story. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's just a blessing to be here. The hospitality has been incredible. Uh, the Benedictines don't have a corner on hospitality. <laughs> the Franciscans do it really well. So thank you for and you had some for, good southern barbecue. I had some good too. southern barbecue at Dreamland. It's not, not to, to be bad barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let 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 Tennessee uh, have Graceland. We got Dreamland, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I'd like to start start by sharing my reversion story. Thank you for asking about that. And the reason I want to share it is just I think there might be somebody out there who who might think that boy, you know, really giving yourself to God is is just something for certain people or special people, maybe not me, or, you know, who am I? And we all kind of go through that, right? And uh, we all need God. But it, the story is basically this, that it, I went through parish education, religious education, uh, where I didn't learn a whole lot. Uh, we were back in felt boards in those days, you know, a little felt picture of the dove as the Holy Spirit and, uh, and so forth. And if you didn't know the answer to a question about, uh, you probably would just say Jesus or love and be right 50% of the time. So not, not a real strong catechesis. I get to college and then you're challenged by all of these philosophies and isms and social pressures and I was just really searching and, and it was a really difficult, dark time for me. And I struggled with some depression and anxiety um, to the point where even contemplating suicide mm. and I found myself on the, in the middle of a bridge over a river and uh and was just about ready to jump and in fact i remember there was a plaque there that said so and so had jumped from this spot in 1985 just really on the edge and i remember listening and back then they had mp3 players on my headphones and the song that came on was here comes the sun this is about mm -hmm. 4 35 a.m in the morning mm -hmm. and the sun just breaks over the horizon mm -hmm. as this is happening and this is my first real experience mm -hmm. of God speaking to me. Mm. It really was. And it moved me. You could, I just felt it in my core. Mm. This is him. This is the Lord. And I said to the Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sure I deserve to go to hell. But if you keep me around, kind of like so many psalmists, if you keep me, if you, if you just help me out, I'll praise you. And uh, sure enough, um, the very next day, I was working at, at uh, the Starbucks in Barnes & Noble. And a young man was just hired at the cash register next to me named Joshua. He's a former Southern mm -hmm. Baptist. Now, he had no problem sharing his love of God. And that just kind of came from his background. Mm -hmm. But he would take the little mass market size of the catechism. He was on fire. Mm -hmm. And he would read that thing, like, secretively behind the register. And then he would ask me questions because he heard I was Catholic. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know too many answers. Mm -hmm. Again, not very well catechized, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so Joshua, which by the way, Yeshua in the Hebrew, mm -hmm. right? And we get back to Jesus <laughs> here. Uh, he says, you know, you should get back to church. Very bold kind of mm -hmm. a, we'd have a few conversations in the coffee room, you know, about not being too religious anymore. You should get back to church. Weeks went on. He kept inviting me you should, and encouraging. Then he got really smart and he goes, how about I buy breakfast for you? I said, oh yeah, for a college kid? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I, you mm -hmm. know, Jesus says, right. be wise as serpents, <laughs> gentle as doves. He was mm -hmm. pretty wise. So we, we go, we go to Mass at 7 in the morning, and I'm like, my gosh, Mass is at 7? That's so early. And uh, afterwards, I'm thinking, all right, what is it, Denny's, mm -hmm. Perkins, mm -hmm. IHOP? He drives into this residential area, pulls into this driveway, and out comes this woman who's probably in her 60s. She's got an apron on, and she's got this thick Austrian accent. And she goes, oh, my gosh, is this the man you wanted me to be? Come on in, Matthew. It's good to meet you. I'm like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. I've come to find out that she is a co-owner, or was a co-owner of the Catholic bookstore in town. Nice. This is the University of Iowa in Iowa City. Name's Inga. 
and Joshua and her conspired to have me come there. And in my mind, I'm like, this is a Catholic ambush. Uh, like this is a, a setup. <laughs> set and uh, but we, we get down to breakfast and she says to me very boldly, when was the last time you went to confession? I can't imagine asking mm. somebody that question, mm -hmm. but she was, she was bold. And sometimes we have to be bold, mm -hmm. right? And I said, I don't know, like seven or eight years. And she goes, oh my goodness. <laughs> This is back in the days when you had the push button phones. So she pushes one button, so it's a speed dial. Oh, my gosh. oh Father, Father, I've got a young man here who needs to go to confession. I'll bring him over right away. And uh, we finish our meal quickly. She puts a catechism in my hand. She puts a Bible in my hand. And she drives me mm -hmm. back to the church we were just at for the Mass. Mm -hmm. And I, she goes, go knock on the rectory door. I knock on the door, and the priest opens up and kind of opens the Venetian blinds. Yes. And then he says, and he just kind of looks at me now, to his credit, and he's a very, very good friend of mine, been a friend for years, but to his credit, I, I, I didn't look very, I looked very slovenly. He goes, I'm sorry, we don't have any money to give you. <laughs> that's, how he said, that's how he answers me at the door. Oh I said, oh, I'm not here for money. Well, what are you here for? <laughs> to, to go to confession. Oh, oh, you're the man Inga was yeah. talking about. Mm -hmm. That, in turn, led to about a two-hour discussion mm -hmm. of where God has been in my life, though I couldn't see at the time that it was mm -hmm. God's work and God's activity. And it's, again, kind of the premise of this book is that faith is a gift of sight. How we look and interpret the world through the eyes of faith. Uh, another great example would be, I was just at a conference in New Orleans. It was a catechetical conference. About ready to give a keynote. I come out of the hotel. Huge wind hits me. They'd had real stormy weather. Mm -hmm. my, my faith tells me, Ruach. This is the breath of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Calm down. God is mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. You're going to deliver a nice message. And that's what, that's what we want with mm -hmm. our faith. We want to be able to interpret the world around us and see the presence and the working of mm -hmm. God, call it out, and embrace it. Yeah. And that's what these saints have done. And they've done it so well, and mm -hmm. they're great examples. Yeah. Now, I, I have another story for you, mm -hmm. but I've yes. <laughs> been we, telling stories. I want to hear stories. I feel like we another love book's stories. coming Oh, <laughs> there might be. There might be. The other story, and it actually brings us right back here to EWTN, and that's why I wanted to tell it. Uh, this is a little later on my faith journey, a few years after uh, Joshua and Inga and all of that at the University of Iowa. And I was working as a youth minister and a DRE in a parish. Mm -hmm. And in comes this woman, and she's frantic. And she just says, where's the adoration chapel? I've never heard anyone like yell that right, before. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like a little taken aback. I said, it's right over here. And we take her there, and then her husband and daughter come in. And I said, is everything okay? And he says, my wife has stage four cancer. It's rare. We've gone all around the country looking for cures and therapies and nothing's working. And, and I said, oh, I'm so glad you came. And, and he says, well, we're not even Catholic. And I said, really? I said, well, I'm so glad you came. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you came. But, you know, uh, what, what can we do? Can I pray with you? Yeah, yeah. But I said, do you know about adoration. Mm -hmm. He said, well, we learned about it. I said, well, when? How? Well, last night we were in a motel and we were watching TV and then this nun came on and she had an eye patch and she said this, <laughs> she said this story <laughs> about adoration mm -hmm. and about this is Jesus really present mm -hmm. and that you can't get any closer to God on this side mm -hmm. of heaven. Mm -hmm. And so my wife says, this is back when we used phone books with yes. yellow paste. So we, yeah. we did advertise. We we're the only Catholic church in town. Perpetual adoration. This is St. Joseph's Church. And it's right there. So they came. Wow. They came. And they prayed and we prayed with them. Father Brooks came later and he prayed with them. And now here's the real kicker. Okay, 
And this is about, again, getting back to the book and seeing with the eyes of faith. I asked the couple, what can I pray for? Mm -hmm. The husband right away, a miracle mm -hmm. that my wife's cured. My. But the wife says, and this is so interesting, I want to know what it's like to be in the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I want to know what that's really like, which is why she's there also right. in adoration. So we pray and we pray. The next day, early in the morning, Father Brooks gives me a call and says, hey, thank you so much for praying with that family. I wanted you to know that she passed away in the night. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Now, in here, I'm, I'm devastated. Right. And I'm thinking, Lord, here's mm -hmm. a woman of great faith. Mm -hmm. She's not even Catholic. Mm -hmm. She comes to you in adoration. I said, why couldn't you give her the miracle she wanted? Mm -hmm. I wasn't listening very well, was I? Mm -hmm. I had my own ideas about right. what should be happening. Right. I'm seeing my own will, in other words, trying to, to work itself out right. rather than see God's plan. Right. And family. her heart cry. And her heart cry. Her heart cry was she wanted to know what it was like yeah. to be in the presence of Jesus. Yeah. Maybe she knew sooner than later, I'm going to stand before him. That's right. Take me here now, That's this right. side of heaven, because I will be before him that That's side right. of heaven. So I wrestled with that mass and, and this kind of burden, this heaviness stayed with me for a few days until I made that recognition mm -hmm. that you just said so mm -hmm. well. And I had this kind of image of her in my head as I was praying before Mass started on Sunday. And I saw her, the woman who'd passed, and she had her hands like this, and she's looking at me. And I remember asking God in my head, why is she, is she praying for me? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, why? She goes, because she's praying because you didn't see the miracle that happened. Mm -hmm. And then it dawned on me what she had asked for, right. what her heart cry was. Right. That's what the Lord gave her. Mm -hmm. And that's really part of the inspiration for writing this book is that God shows up in so many ways and particularly in very difficult times to work out miracles, to do his will. But sometimes we're not able to see that mm -hmm. uh, because our own hurt, our own grief, our own whatever is, is clouding all of that. Right. So the saints have broken through mm -hmm. those clouds and they shine the light for us to continue to search for those ways God is working and, and is present in our lives. And mm -hmm. so in, what a very important lesson for all of us to mm -hmm. learn is sometimes we have a whole nother agenda. All the time. And God's saying, now listen to what she's asking. Right. Don't give her more than she's asking, as right. you would do with a child, right? It was like, I need to know this. Well, we don't give me the whole theology of all of this. I just, right. can I? Can I see God? Can I know God? Can I encounter him mm -hmm. like today, like right now? Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's for all of us as we mentor and disciple and share and, mm -hmm. and try to be a witness, mm -hmm. uh, a credible, authentic witness, mm -hmm. just to be able to hear someone's heart and mm -hmm. not give them any more or any other agenda than what God's putting before us. That's right. Great lessons for us all. That's right. Well, you've left me breathless. Mm, I mean, really, God has left us, left us breathless mm -hmm. with your own personal mm -hmm. story, part of it. And uh, the encounter he mm. gave with you, the gesture he gave to you, the revelation that he gave to you. I mean, you may not have been, been with us had mm -hmm. you not had that encounter. And then you speak about this lady and what she went through and the encounter there as well mm -hmm. and, and the really meeting of the Lord and these things remind us, you know, as Pope Benedict had says to us, you know, our religion is important and how we work things out. And mm -hmm. but uh, at the very beginning, this religion was based upon a personal encounter. That's right. 
with Jesus, who is God with skin, God made poor, God with a face. And these guys and other disciples met him. Mm -hmm. They were healed and delivered before his resurrection, some, and then after, you know, that they really got who he, who he is. Mm -hmm. This is very, very powerful, and we pray that especially as we move towards this season of Lent, and your book's a great book to read for that, that a lot of us need that encounter with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so we could still be baptized and born again, and you were, right, as a Catholic, mm -hmm. but you needed a, a, a new encounter mm -hmm. with him. It needed to be personalized. He needed to touch you. Yeah. Um, it's very important for us to remember at this time. It is, thank you. And, and sometimes the Lord needs to shout through the noise to, to mm -hmm. get to us, right? He needs yeah. to really almost make a spectacle. I think of the psalmist who says, you know, I'm like a mule needing bridle and bit. Uh, that's me, I'm a little thick-headed sometimes. And, yeah. and, and on that bridge, it was the right song, the right time to signal to mm -hmm. me in the midst of that anxiety and yes. depression, I am real, mm -hmm. I am here, I have a plan, and the very next day is when I met Joshua and that right. whole thing started. Right. And, and had that not happened, there might have been a next day for me. And if mm -hmm. there were, had that not happened, I might have totally ignored Joshua. Mm -hmm. Never yeah. taken him up on his offer. Right. Would have never met Inga and then Father. But the beauty of God's faithfulness to all of us on yeah. the journey, even when we think it's our darkest moment, God comes with the light, right? Oh, yeah. And to say, just when you think it's the darkest, yeah. I've come with a light and a song yeah. <laughs> to say, here I am, here's the sun, it's me. Mm -hmm. Open your eyes and see and behold me as I am to you. Deacon Matthew, we only have a couple of minutes yeah. before we have to conclude our time together. But what about your vocation to sure. marriage? How did that take place with Stacy and yeah. the diaconal ministry? In two minutes. In two minutes. Love the TV. Long story, yeah, long story short, uh, Stacy and I met on a kind of a traveling vacation Bible school called Totus Tuus, mm -hmm. you know, after John Paul II's mantra, you know, totally yours. And uh, we traveled around the Diocese of Tulsa in, in these young adult groups, catechizing K through 12. At the time I was in seminary, uh, this was a summer before starting my second year in seminary. And I'd met Stacy, and, and then God put it on my heart over the summer to pray about that and uh, to reflect on it. And by the end of the summer, I said, you know, I think I wanna explore where this relationship is going. Mm -hmm. And I was, at the time, again, we were catechizing at different parishes. I was staying with this priest. And I told him, you know, Father, I think I'm, I'm not going back to seminary. And he goes, oh, why? Well, I met this woman. Well, what's her name? I said, well, you wouldn't know who <laughs> mm -hmm. she is. Mm -hmm. And I said who she was. And he goes, well, I'm her dad's best friend. Oh, and my I said, goodness. you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and he happened to be the bishop's right-hand uh -huh. man as well. Uh -huh. And so at 8 a.m. the next day, I've got a phone call from the bishop. Mm -hmm. I hear you're not coming back in the fall. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry to, to lose you, but just promise us your firstborn son. <laughs> 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 that is great. It's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> this isn't in the Old Testament now. This is a joke. So. <laughs> but uh, that's how we met, and, uh, and God took us to Catholic University of America, did my doctoral studies, came mm -hmm. back to Iowa, uh, started working for Sadlier, which is a Catholic publisher, and now I'm directing Deacon Formation and trying to help my wife, who's really doing the heavy lifting mm -hmm. behind the family-facing mm -hmm. ministry stuff. So yeah, yeah. God bless her, and please pray for her. Mm -hmm. Deacon Matthew, thank you so much. I'm so glad yeah. that we have tomorrow yes. to spend more time with you and to open up more fully the book they saw through God's eyes. And uh, I can't say it the way Matthew said it, but I think it's very important. And a lot of you watching today might, might not be very dedicated Catholics. You might be considering suicide. And somehow the Lord wants to say to you, I'm here. I'm close to you. 
I want you. I want to give myself to you. Cry out to him and receive him, even now. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and it's a modern-day miracle. <laughs> Father John Paul is here again. I'm just so excited. Father, what did you think about all the beautiful sharing from Deacon Matthew? Well, first of all, just a, a story about his friend Joshua. Yes. That's my baptismal that's name. Mm -hmm. uh, so just hearing that name just brings a smile to my face. Um, I think one of the greatest things about EWTN uh, is... When Mother Angelica, so many years ago, she wanted to tell people's story. And that kind of, uh, it, it presented itself in Journey Home. You know, telling people stories of faith, where they were, how they came back to faith in the Lord, uh, right. how they reverted back to the church, even from maybe unbelief or even, you know, minimal belief to faith in Jesus Christ and his church. Um, but just hearing his own story, um, I think it's important because, um, you know, God's, the, the reality is like what I was coming to mind is God's story intersecting with, with our story. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're all different periods in our life, I think, where, where God's story intersects with our story. Mm -hmm. um, and changes, you know, our reality. The saints, as you, I think you know, I love the saints, especially the relics of the saints. Mm -hmm. um, I love putting, uh, I have a collection of my relics and I put the saints out. The saints are the ones who love God the most. You know, the human beings that, that have a perception of God, um, that give a concrete example of meeting God in the present moment. Um, and I think that's, that's what his story, uh, Matthew's story, sh shows us. You know, just God, in a sense, like he said, piercing through the darkness. Mm -hmm. Like he was about ready to jump mm -hmm. early in the morning. And like the sun coming up, piercing through the darkness. And that, that's, that's the reality wow. of God's, God's light, God's story yeah. piercing into our lives. Right. And even yeah. God using secular music. Sure by a secular human being yeah. who too was on a journey, right? And George Harrison and the Beatles and here comes the sun. And God still uses that mm -hmm. in all of our lives. You could say it could be a secular thing. God's in it, sure. right? If it's good, God's the creator of everything that is good and true and mm -hmm. beautiful. And I think the best thing about EWTN and you know Matthew's story about not being catechized properly is the greatest ministry, I think, EWTN, is to catechize the church. So many viewers and listeners, yep. right? Yep, I love that. Because Mother Angelica said uh, this network is to catechize and to teach the, the man in the pew, the man, woman, and child in the pew. Those of us, even Catholics who go to Mass every day, mm -hmm. who don't really know the faith well, right. you know, to catechize them, to instruct them, to encourage them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what the network continues to do. Mm -hmm. That's what we, hopefully, that's what, what the friars aim to do yes. in our teaching of the faith and preaching. And you're good preaching. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Well, Father, close us with a prayer and a blessing, please. We pray in a special way for um, anybody out there, maybe those specifically who maybe are thinking of taking your life, that don't think that your life has meaning and purpose and value, and that nobody sees you, that you've been forgotten about. That's simply not true. That's a lie. And we, yes, pray, we pray that God pierces into the, the darkness um, and that he shows you and conveys to you just how much you are worth and valued. May Almighty God bless you specifically, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much. Thank you, Father. Father. So the Lord's trying to say to us, especially those in crisis, I'm here. I see you. I know you. I love you. Come to me. Do it now. You're an important part of this EW10 family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.